Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 on Rock 102. It's going to be nice and sunny today with a high of 76 tomorrow. High of 81. It's uh, 56 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, if you're going to be one of the people that listens to the podcast later on today, mm-hmm. let me uh, remind you that it's brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ho- uh, Ford in Holyoke. Scott Cohen will be joining us uh, today. There's lots and lots and lots of sports to talk about. Not all of it's good. No, not all of it's good at all. Uh, basically, Kurt Schilling is still a jerk. That that's yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah, um, he's he's not out of the woods on that one. But some uh, some very sad news in the sports world with uh, Tim Wakefield passing away over the weekend, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Also, uh, the keyword to cash tickets to see Oktoberfest and a bunch of other stuff coming up this morning too. I gotta say, uh, you know, with Marcotte Ford being the sponsor of the podcast and everything yeah. like that, I think it's cool that people are contacting me like two weeks later about a topic we talked about. You know, they're, they're like, oh, hey, you remember when you were talking about this? And uh, I'm just catching up with all the podcast stuff. So it's kind of neat that people, yeah. you know, continue to listen uh, even after the day is over. A lot of people are doing it. It's 536 on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 549 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 76 today. Tomorrow, 81 for a high. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Hey, uh, tr- uh, Travis Kelsey was seen leaving Taylor Swift's apartment yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. What do you think's going on there? I don't know. Then Taylor showed up uh, to watch the Chiefs play the Jets, and she brought uh, Sophie Turner, Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds, and Hugh Jackman. Oh, a whole girls' night out. A whole gang, a whole yeah. Tay-Tay gang. Uh, the Chiefs barely held on to win, and uh, Kelsey didn't have his best game. That might have had something to do with Taylor weakening his legs, so to speak. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, he was uh, 11 a.m. He left her apartment on Sunday morning. Wow. What time was the game? Four? I don't remember it was a four o'clock. No, it had to have been a four o'clock game. Wow. I well, mean, what, would, what could possibly go on you know, in her apartment that would wear him down to the point of being... Almost uh, obsolete in the game. Uh, let's say he left a tomahawk chop between the sheets, if you know what I'm saying. That sounds uh, violent. It sounds in- insensitive, too. It does. Doesn't it? it really yeah. does. Yeah, it really doesn't want to. I don't know. I, I would hate to think that this is uh, this relationship is going to have a negative effect on him. Uh, I, yeah, it is funny how, you know, this guy has become more, so much more popular within a week's time just because he's dating her. You know, uh, behind every great man is a much richer woman who's paying for everything. You think the uh, you think the guys on the team are like, dude, you can't... I know she's hot. I know she's popular, but come on, dude. 11 o'clock in the morning? You should have been here by 8. <laughs> you were supposed to pick up Duncan for everybody, and you didn't. Where? Oh, oh, but you have a Starbucks in your hand. Yeah. Oh, you stopped uh, at the one right near her house. Now, what's that? Is that powdered sugar on your chin? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> on your nose? What's going on there? 
insinuating that Taylor and Travis are I don't know. They're doing rails or coke and splitting are donuts in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Madison Shipman from uh, Nickelodeon's Game Shakers is now 20 years old and creating content for Playboy.com. She says, I'm reclaiming my power. I'm reclaiming my sexuality. I'm doing what makes me happy. Or somebody convinced you, hey, you know, that child uh, acting thing didn't work out for you. Yeah. Why don't you take your clothes off? And uh... Well, you know what makes me happy, Steve? What? Parading, in front of, uh, uh, parading around in front of photographers with my top off. Yes, that makes me happy. I'm reclaiming sexuality. Yeah, I, I, I'm reclaiming my own sexuality by showing up my man boobs to anyone with a camera. Uh, director Francis Ford Coppola, didn't I just say to you last week we don't do enough stories about Francis Ford Coppola? You did say that. He says he thinks about the Roman Empire quite a lot. Did you hear this uh, new trend going around on TikTok where they're asking men if they think about the Roman Empire? Uh, do you think about the Roman Empire? Very, very little. Well, you're you're part of the uh, minority on that one. Really? There's a lot of men out there who apparently think so much about uh, the Roman Empire. Well, what about uh, the Roman Empire is uh, so relevant now? I, I don't know. I mean, I think about it when I think of, like, uh, biblical times and things like that, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm, the, I'm not too, too busy spending, thinking about that. Anyway, anyway, he's doing a lot. Yeah, uh, he says he thinks about it quite a bit, so he's part of the majority. I'm glad we all know now that Francis Ford Coppola was going through his mind. Is it the majority, or is he part of the problem? He probably is part of the problem. Once he did Godfather Three, it that, all went to all went to hell. That was it. I always get him mixed up with that uh, the the creepy director, Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski? Yeah. No. All right. I'm Not even saying. close. Uh, Mayim Bialik says a Blossom reboot may happen, but as a drama, not a sitcom. Quote, we want to bring back these interesting deep characters to see them in a whole new way. Wait, that was a comedy? <laughs> well. Because I don't think I laughed once. It was categorized as a comedy. Oh, oh. Yeah, I don't know uh, how you would turn that into a drama. I don't really know, but... Uh... It's been done before. You think Joey uh, Joey's going to be back? Oh, I sure hope so. Sixty-year-old uh, Dwayne Kef D. Davis has been arrested for the 1996 murder of Tupac Shakur. So soon? <laughs> I was going to say that like, happened like yesterday. Davis uh, allegedly orchestrated the shooting, but wasn't the gunman. He's now sixty years old. You know, I was watching uh, this press conference with the sheriff that did this, that released this information. Yeah. And it just seemed fake. Like, like he wasn't really, he was pretending to be emotional about it when he really wasn't. I mean, you could tell it was just bad acting. Just putting on a show. We've been, we've been working on this case for, for so long. I've been on the job for only two months. Yeah. It's consumed every time, every minute of it. And then the uh, conspiracy theorists come out on, on, on the comment section going, what is the government not telling us that they finally solved this? <laughs> Which kind of makes you wonder. You know, what, what did take them so long? Uh, that is a long time, especially such a prominent, uh, high-profile case like that. What is it, 30 years now? Yeah, 1996. Almost 30, 30 years. 27 years? Wow. Bruce Springsteen's uh, tour rider calls for six bottles of, quote, quality beer that are, quote, not Budweiser. He also needs a manicurist who can, quote, uh, who can do, uh, quote, man and woman's acrylic nail work. 
He really likes to get uh, get prettied up before the show. Huh? Well, he's a guitar player. You know yeah. how sometimes they have the nails. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like he kind of needs them. Otherwise, he's got to wear those picking picks on his hands. Yeah, just go back to playing the piano, Bruce. Nobody cares. You can play "Born to Run" on the piano. I guess. Uh, Ed Sheeran is not releasing any videos or singles for Autumn Variations. He put out the album on his own uh, label to take the pressure, take off the pressure he usually has when working with a major label. Well, good for uh, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, way to fulfill that contractual obligation. Kelsey Ballerini shared a video of herself saying she did not limp sync at the People's Choice Country Music Award. She said one of the cameras was off and NBC did a post on Instagram that agreed with her. It's just the digital uh, uh, vocals not matching up with, uh, you know, your lips. Yeah. You know how they do that? That can happen. Speaking of vocals matching up with lips, Kim Kardashian uh, indicated she has a crush on Tom Brady. Really? Yeah, she was at a charity event with him over the weekend, and they had a bidding war over artwork. And, ah. uh, they both tied the bid with $2 million each. Well, she must have something to say. She said, oh, my God, the last time I had a crush like that was when Ray J gave me the Patriot Poon Punt in that sex tape. You can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. <laughs> they were too far from the yard of scrimmage. More like, like Inflate Gate, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kalen, well, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim. But I once gave her some white gold love snot. <laughs> I rode the foaming sea biscuit. Did you ever see that movie? <laughs> yes. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I left wiener gleeks on the North Face. <laughs> That's her jacket, by the way. I thought so. Yeah. You ever have Wiener Gleek on the North Face? Not without bringing it in. And that is your Hollywood trash of Rock 102. So you're thinking of tinting your car. Do big name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lug Nuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. Mail your resume. Now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus Battery Powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I'm no professional grade head coach of a major league sports operation. So when it comes to the motivation of a team full of athletes, I'll be honest, I really don't know what the hell I'm talking about. In fact, I completely stand by that. However, from the untrained eye, it is my belief that when a coach decides to bench a player, one that did not come out of the game because of a career-threatening injury, it is because the head coach is sick of that guy's crap. So when Bill Belichick pulled Mac Jones out of the third quarter out of yesterday's 38-3 blowout at the hands of the Dallas Cowboys, it was Bill Belichick who had seen quite enough. You see... Yesterday's game was the single worst loss of Bill Belichick's entire career. And while I'm sure there's a bunch of reasons for this, I think most fans can agree that Mac Jones certainly didn't help. And yet, in spite of the benching, after the game, Bill Belichick stated that he, that although he was dreadful, Mac Jones is still the team's starting quarterback and will start next Sunday against the Saints saying, quote, we're still behind him, we're still behind him tomorrow, and the day after that, I believe in him 100%. But then he also said he didn't see any reason to keep him in the game. Meanwhile, Mac Jones stated after the game, quote, 
I let my team down. I let my coaches down. The whole whole organization, everybody, the fans. I have to put forward a better effort out there to beat good teams. Now, one of these two people is telling the truth. Is it the guy who just benched another guy who claims he'll be standing behind him 100%? Or is it the guy who admits he sucks? Oddly enough, I find myself leaning towards the kid who sucks because there's no way that you can be handed a 35-point loss, the worst of your career, and then say, hey, maybe we should give this kid another shot. Dude, he's really not getting any, any better, and I'm sure you don't need me to point that out to you. Hell, even Jeffrey Dahmer's parents were finally able to admit that perhaps their son was a disappointment. At what point does Bill Belichick finally admit that Mac Jones may be killing this team, too? But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, I'm looking at the Ego Battery Powered Leaf Blower. Now, $2.99 at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. I'm looking at the Rocky's website. You can look on the Rocky's app or pick up the flyer in the store. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. at 611 and Stephen Nicks with Tom Petty and Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 76. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Scott Cohen will be joining us after uh, 7 o'clock. There's loads of uh, sports to talk about, uh, the least of which is the uh, the passing of, uh, of Tim Wakefield over the weekend. You may recall last week we were complaining about, uh, about Kurt Schilling who had, um, without permission, outed the cancer diagnosis of Tim Wakefield and his wife. They're both battling separate... Uh, they were both battling separate uh, fights with cancer. Well, it was all in the name of Christianity, so I'm sure uh, yeah. he meant well. Way to, way to prop that up and, mm. and try to protect yourself. But, yeah, um, yeah it doesn't... Uh, the the outcome of what happened over the weekend doesn't uh, doesn't negate yeah. how to, what a rube uh, Tim Wake... Uh, uh, Schilling is, but yeah, but nobody really cares about Kurt Schilling. Uh, not now, you know, no, especially not now. Uh, but what a what a what a horrible thing to have to deal with, and you know, at such a young age too, fifty seven. Yeah, like, that's my age, right? And it's not. Uh, I don't. I I don't even. Know, I don't even know how to how to uh, des- describe that feeling that you would probably have going you had this great life you had this great career and then bam you're hit with like the most devastating thing you could possibly think of and uh it just it just sucks it's uh, listen well, i'm a yankee fan uh, you know true and blue but uh i i would never ever ever wish this kind of uh of, of horrific well, thing on anybody you got you also got a different perspective than a lot of other people too yeah you know being in the position that that you were in what's what's even sadder is you know Okay, they've got they got two kids. One still in high school, apparently. Yeah. Um, but their mother's got pancreatic cancer too. So I mean, you're you're it's like you as if one loss wouldn't be bad enough. Now you could be facing two, and uh, you know you have to just feel horrible for for the for the uh, for the children here. Yeah, and uh, how old is his kids? I think the youngest one is eighteen. Eighteen, yeah, but still, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it um. It doesn't make it any no matter what age you lose a parent at, you know it's still pretty devastating. I don't know if you uh, you heard uh, the quote from uh, Jason Veritek. They was he was asked yesterday about Tim Wakefield, and yeah. he was really really emotional. <clears throat> really emotional. Here's a here's a bit of that. It's it's horrible. I mean, 
horrible first wife, Bree, Trevor, his family, his friends. I mean, he's a young man. The kind of teammate and friend he was. <laughs> I don't know if I've said anything. I think I'm showing it. Um, you know, I've I've always said it. Wake he exemplifies what this uniform is, and it's not just the the name on the back. It's the name on the front. It's what he's done in the community, the way he's represented it, where he's respected the game, which goes on to the whole league of being a precious part of. What we do is, is respect for the game and for your place. Um, he exemplifies what it means to be a Red Sox and what it means to be a professional. A wonderful dad, great husband. He's been through a lot. Ah, horrible. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, it's, uh, you know what, though? I really appreciated uh, Jason Veritek's wife who uh, called out Kurt Schilling just saying, F you, Kurt Schilling. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, know. what kind of jerk do you got to be about this? But, uh, you know, you got to think about the camaraderie that they had built among themselves in those seasons. In well, those, that I, 2002, 2003, 2004, when they, you know, finally won the World Series. I mean, that was that was camaraderie at its best. Well, there's there's that. But, I mean, they were just teammates in, in, in regular seasons for now years and right. years. And uh, you know the nucleus of that team was was predominantly, you know, pretty you know pretty similar over the course of uh, a couple of seasons there. And it's like you know you're 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 spending all that time on the road with the same guys. You you there is a certain closeness that you get. And you know even in his career, and after his career is over, you know a lot of professional athletes don't really come off like they're comfortable talking with other people. Wakefield was not that guy. Wakefield was just a genuinely nice guy. He just wanted to play baseball is what he wanted yeah, to do. But he didn't want to get involved in the, you know, a lot of these other pitchers do these theatrical things to, you know, draw attention to themselves or whatever like that. This guy just wanted to play the game. Yeah. That's, you know. And, and uh, like the couple of events that we did with him, and I think we interviewed him at least twice after that or before that, uh, you know, he just came off like just a regular guy. And when you meet him, it's like, Wow, I, I could have I could have hung out with this guy for years that I know he he was this cool. Yeah, it's nice to see people that don't let the fame go to their heads. No, you know what I mean. Somebody who's still grounded even after you know you, you accumulate a, a nice fortune from your career that you do, and then you're involved in charity work and all this stuff. But you're not you're not a jerk like some people who have built the state of Rhode Island for millions of dollars <laughs> over a stupid video game company that never produced a single video. That what he wanted to do here. Remember, he wanted to do that here, and yeah. he was given all this guff to the state of Massachusetts <clears throat> that uh, we couldn't, you know, oh, I, you're missing out on a business deal. Massachusetts doesn't like jobs. No, we don't like shady business deals. <laughs> it, just, it turns out yeah. they were right about that. I know I keep bringing this back to Kurt Schilling, but it really bothers me what he did o- over the weekend because you're right. I, I've been through that, and I know that, you know, when my wife was diagnosed, with cancer, she didn't really want that to be, you know, it wasn't until after she passed away that, you know, people kind of really knew about it. Right. I mean, we told our f- friends and family, but it wasn't, uh, it was just uh, not something that you want to have, you don't, you want, you don't, you already got enough to deal with. You don't want to have to deal with the general public as as good as in, intentions that they might have. 
You just don't want to deal with that. It's it's also not everybody's business to know everything. Right. I, I mean, even in an open open book life, you know, there are some chapters yeah. that are meant to be private. And and in a situation like this where you're dealing with catastrophic health issues, yeah. You know, sometimes the last thing you really want is to have everybody know about it or to talk about it or to be asked questions about it. Because Sometimes you just because everybody wants to send you their well wishes and they want to talk to you and they you don't have time for that. No. You don't. You don't. And so. and and sometimes, you know, having to have that discussion over and over again is not particularly helpful. I mean, it's nice to hear, but you know, sometimes when you're dealing with something that is so frightening and overwhelming that it's, you know there's it's even even dealing with that is more than you can handle. I said a prayer last night. I said, uh, "Dear God, please uh, stop Kurt Schilling from using your na- good name as a as a guise to release personal medical information from former teammates." Yeah, please, please never, please yeah. never let Kurt Schilling yeah. be my medical proxy. Yeah. But uh, well, rest in peace, uh, Mr. Wakefield. We'll have uh, more about Wakefield with uh, Scott Cohen when he's in here after seven o'clock. It's about six twenty in Rock One Hundred Two. Months and Savings Banks Home Equity. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 625 in Collective Soul with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny and nice today with a high of 76. Tomorrow, high of 81. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 and Aqua Pump are giving you a chance to win a pair of tickets to New England. Take on Buffalo and Foxborough on Sunday, the October 22nd. Uh, just go to rock102.com. Sign up by the end of the day on October 15th for your chance to win. Your chance to win tickets to see New England versus Buffalo brought to you by Aqua Pump and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. All right. Do you want to laugh? Eh, sure. Why All not? Right. Yes. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. A pianist. A what? A pianist. A pianist. Was hired to play background music for a movie. When it was completed, he asked when and where he could see the film, and the producer uh, sheepishly confessed that it was actually an adult film and it was due out in a month. Okay. Okay. So a month later, the musician go, um, goes to the adult theater to see the movie, and uh, with his collar up and dark glasses on, he takes a seat in the back row of the adult cinema next to a couple who also seems to be in disguise. The movie was even raunchier than he had feared. Okay. Featuring group sex, S&M bondage, and mm-hmm. even a dog. A dog? Yeah. And after the, the after a while watching the movie, the embarrassed uh, pianist turns to the couple and said, "I'm only here to see the music." And the couple goes, "Yeah, well, we're only here to see our dog." <laughs> <laughs> they all got uh, they all got roped into doing this adult film, and uh, you know they wanted to see the dog. That's a bichon. Yeah, I'll say. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's Class. 629 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing at Noonan.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, it's over. The last day of the Big E on Sunday. Thousands of people were out enjoying the fair food, crafts, games, shops, and state buildings. Visitors also got a chance to watch concerts, including the I Love the 90s Tour and Lone Star. But if you were on your way to or around the fairgrounds, you probably found yourself in a little bit of traffic. The president of the Eastern States Exposition, Gene Cassidy, said that they were hoping to reach a record high amount of visitors. 
Yes, let's shove as many people as we can into a two-lane road. Well, you know, the, the rain hurt us for a couple of days, and we're very desperate for money. Uh, he said day 17, everybody's happy, there's a huge crowd, and people are happy to be here because the sun's out. Sun's out, guns out. No, seriously, don't bring your guns here to the well, they tell you right at the uh, the gate not to bring any weapons of any kind. Yeah. Uh, after last weekend brought in lots of rain, too many people, uh, not too many people came out, and that led to less business for vendors. But the crowd certainly came in for the final weekend, and business was booming. Agawam police released this thing on their Facebook page, going, "Listen, stop trying to get here." Like, <laughs> All of our roads are backed up. The rotary's backed up. It's just a big freaking mess. And uh, if you find a parking lot, park there because you're not going to get any closer and Waze isn't going to help you. It's too bad that it wasn't like one other way to get in. Yeah, like uh, like like another well, bridge or a, a tunnel or like even like a rope swing across the river so someone could like, uh, you know, land into West Springfield. If you remember when uh, they were trying to push for casino gaming here. Yeah. And Hard Rock wanted to build a, a casino right on the back end of the biggie. Yeah. They were going to build a flyover that went from Route 5. Right. Yeah, right I remember that. Island and then uh, get to the back end of the Big E, which would have made a hell of a lot more sense. But all that money went to MGM. <sighs> Listen, MGM is like, I'm, we're not building a bridge to there. <laughs> we're yeah. not, we're, we're, Listen, yeah. we, we've, we're not even going to build a skyscraper. Yeah, we, we got uh, we got too many things going on here. You know, I uh, somebody messaged me last night, and I think they were at one of the shows. Like, I think was it Third Eye Blind? It was there last night. Third, uh, Third Eye Blind was there on Saturday night. Last night was the Vanilla Ice and. Uh, oh yeah, Some, somebody asked me if I was if I was at like the Third Eye Blind show, yeah. and I said it's the final weekend of uh, of the Big E. No. Yeah, I'm not going to that. I mean, listen, I I was. We went on Thursday, and I thought that was too much traffic. Even though it didn't really start, you know, building until about like White Hut. Yeah. And at that point, you know, things went down to a to a crawl. But on like a, on a busy day where the weather's really nice, ooh man, that's like almost like the last place I want to be. I'm looking at uh, somebody just sent us a picture of the traffic. <laughs> it's just like red lines all. It, it, it was obviously a traffic map of red lines all around that West Springfield area. Like you ain't going nowhere, bro. Sorry. Yeah, that's the tough part about the biggie. Well, that and the and the uh, the money involved. Uh, Brad Everett of Red Red's Apples uh, said, uh, "Business has been great. We've been selling a lot of these little guys. I didn't like those apples. Get them while they're hot. They're hot apples. I don't know. I don't know if they're. I don't know if I've I ever had Red's saying, apples. I think he was just saying get them while they're before they're gone. I see. You know that kind of thing." He says, while the fair was not comp uh, as busy compared to previous years, they still saw a good crowd of people. This year, Cassidy said there was an economic impact as the fair is 14% behind from where they were last year. He says they may be up to, they may be 10 to 11% behind by the time the fair closes. I tend to not believe that. Well, and you've also yeah. increased the price of admission by how much? Five, Five bucks? You know, and that was... You know, they were blaming it on, there was another article I saw where they were like, oh, with the fights that were going on, that deterred people from going. I don't think it did. It no. didn't deter anybody from going. It and, just, and, it, and it shouldn't because, yeah. quite frankly, 
you know, it's it's a very small fraction of people that are causing a problem. Yeah. You still can jam 139,000 people in there in a day. Right. And then the next day, so Saturday, you had, it's Friday and Saturday, you had those torrential downpours. And then right. it finally stopped Saturday morning, late Saturday morning. But that parking lot, that gate nine for the $10 was a mud bog. And then they couldn't use a certain portion of it the next day. So you've eliminated all those parking spaces. And people were getting thirty to sixty dollars to park oh on those on those front lawns. I mean, good oh for them. God. Good for them that they, that they that those people can do that. But that's that's the result of having a, a parking well, lot that got so yeah, full. Listen, I totally understand that if you've been sitting in traffic for an hour or mm-hmm. two to try to get to the Big E, and you see someone charging you thirty to sixty dollars to park your car across the street, I understand the the appeal of that but it's yeah. still 30 to 60 dollars to park your car when the big lot across the street the mug bog is only 10 bucks i i can risk some muddy shoes yeah i don't think they were allowing you in there though that's what i'm saying uh, it was like they closed off a portion from what i heard i don't i mean i'm, I'm not uh, i could be wrong about that but I'm, have, from what i heard is they closed off a portion of that parking lot have they ever published how many cars can fit in lot 9 i don't know we should ask Gene Cassidy. I would love to know what the number is and then multiply that by 10 yeah. and then figure out the approximate cost of what it... Oh, yeah, okay, so like 139,000 people, right? Yeah. All right, let me uh, let me get my calendar out here. I'm just, uh, just a little curious. 139,000 people. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, 139,000 people times 20. Right. Okay, assuming they all pay full price. Right. They're making $2.7 million dollars Right off the bat. Yeah. That's just for people walking in the gate. Yeah. That's uh, that's crazy to me. How many, uh, wait a minute, how many fair, that's fair goers total? In that's, one day. In one day. Yeah. So that's $2 million per day if you, if you had a max like that? Yeah. So even on a bad day where you only had, what, 70,000 people, mm-hmm. you're still making uh, $140,000, right? Well, hold on a second. Let me uh, do the math. You're saying 70,000 people? Times 20. Uh, hold on. Times 20. I, I was doubling. Uh, times uh, 20. That Yes. Uh, you're still making $1.4 million. $1.4 million. <coughs> I was yes. a little off on the numbers, yeah. but uh, we're both off on numbers. Math, and that's, is, and math that's, is not our thing. Yeah, right. And that's just the cost of admission. That's not including the the amount of money they get back in sales. Right. They, Food. Eight, eight, yeah. At least eighteen percent that they get from all the food sales. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I know. Eighteen percent on top of the fees that those you're all, you're paying eighteen percent of your sales, but you also pay a fee to be there too to have your booth there. There was a there was a picture that's been circulating uh, out of uh, Collins Tavern. Yeah, yeah, you know that place. It's a good yeah, place, yeah, right? Collins is awesome. There's a lady out there who's saying, uh, Biggie, average beer price, $12. Average price here, $4. Yeah. And then they get a list of some of the uh, the, the the beers that they're uh, they're selling, uh, like uh, Miller Lite, two fifty. Seems to me you have just as much fun going to the Collins as you would to the Biggie. You know what? They should raise their prices like double because it'd still be a deal <laughs> compared to the, the compared to, Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll suggest that to him. Like, listen, you should just double your beer prices during the Big E. It's still cheaper, and you'd still sell 
uh, a pretty good amount of it. $12 for a beer. And I know that's not even the most expensive one they were selling. But that's, you know, I used to be able to buy two six-packs yeah. for the cost of a single beer in 2023. You know, uh, I think it's, it's, it's a deterrent. I think that's what that is. Yeah, for but, the, for the alcohol. So but you're you not know, drinking twenty of them, right? But there's still plenty of people that ignore that and bring the nips in and all that other. Well, they, stuff. They bring the nips in, or you know, they just they just budget accordingly. Yeah, I saw a lady on uh, Facebook over the weekend. She was showing her purse filled with all these nips and her girlfriends going out and having a gr- grand old time. Right, and uh, they don't search your bag as well as you think. <laughs> You know, and it was uh, somebody else told me a friend of mine. She, uh, she said she had a like a nicotine vape thing yeah. that uh, she tried to get in with, and they're like, "No vapes, you can't bring that vape in here." So they they told her to walk away. So she just went over to another gate and got in, no problem. Put the vape in her pocket. Really? And, yeah, because nobody checked. It's not you know the, the whole thing is just I I know. It, it, listen, you can't it's, have it's that a many feel good moment. You can't have that many people in one place. No at one time and and not have concerns you know and whether it's financial or safety or security whatever it may be it's a lot of people to sift through every single day for the course of 17 days yeah it is just it's just too much well uh, you know I, I guess they'll be making a lot of money this year and you know they call themselves a nonprofit organization which is funny to me well, I mean, making it's, money. They're they're ma- making nonprofit does not mean you know not making money. You're not successful, yeah. right? You, you have to just spend all the money before you. That's right. Yeah, they just invest it back into what they already have. Mm-hmm. Looks like Gene Cassidy. Uh, he's, just, he's doing okay. I believe he got a Tesla over the weekend. <laughs> he got two. Well, that'll match the Mercedes he got the weekend before. Right. 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 <laughs> Oh yeah, he couldn't afford that. Couldn't afford a, a better car. Uh, two guinea pigs were left in a shoebox in a parking lot in a, at a Walmart in Fairhaven on Friday. The uh, guinea pigs uh, were left abandoned in the Walmart parking lot at 42 Fair, Fairhaven Commons Way. Uh, that's a Fairhaven Animal Control detailed in a Facebook post. If you can't care for your animals, please please take some time to contact local shelters for help. The post said. We are already overwhelmed with small animals, so we have to make room. We literally have cages on top of each other, the animal control officer says. You just leave two guinea pigs in a box in the parking lot? Well, I mean, you've got guinea pigs, right? Yes, and as much as I despise that animal. You would never leave them in a shoebox. I would never hurt it or leave it in a shoebox somewhere. No, that takes. that's not a bad idea now. Well, yeah, but it's, it's still not a good idea. It's, They're still living little beings. It's maybe not a good idea, but I can see why you would do something like that. <laughs> why? They're adorable. St- they stink. They're disgusting. They smell so bad. No hey, matter how many times you clean the cage, it still stinks. Worse than a dog? Yes, worse than a dog. Really? It constantly pees and poos in these little wood shavings that you got to clean out every day and it uh, it just produces a, a not a good smell right yeah i don't know uh, you want it no sure God, i don't I, I don't need to bring anything new living into my house an off-duty firefighter saved a woman's life at the Cumberland Farms in Granby on Tuesday. 
Oh, yeah, I let him take over my job. Really? Yeah, you're, yeah. you're no longer the Cumberland Farms crime buster? Well, I've I've been outsourcing my uh, heroism. Smart. Uh, you know what? Uh, you're a firefighter. You've got experience in uh, heroism. You do this one. It shouldn't all be on your shoulders. No, it shouldn't. According to the Granby Fire Department, on Tuesday afternoon, afternoon, we're just hearing about it now, the Granby Police and Fire Departments were sent to the Cumberland Farms on West State Street for a report of a woman who was unresponsive and not breathing. While emergency crews were on the way, they received an update that the woman was now breathing and was semi-responsive. A AAA tow truck driver helped off-duty firefighter paramedic Pat Davis from Northampton Fire Rescue in removing the woman from her car to perform life-saving measures on her. Without hesitation, he jumped into action. It was uh, If it wasn't for his quick action and training to perform high-quality CPR, the patient may not have had the positive outcome she did, said the Granby Fire Department. On the social media post, the woman was sent to a local hospital for treatment. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Successful day at the Cumberland Farms. It's not as flashy <laughs> as your, uh, you know, tearing apart that terracel limb by limb. You know the uh, the unfortunate piece is uh, Cumberland Farms has raised their coffee price from a dollar from ninety nine cents to a dollar like twenty nine or thirty nine I think twenty nine maybe. Those are like big E increases. <laughs> it is big E increases, and then. Uh, yeah, I just saw the owner of Cumbies hanging out with Gene Cassidy over the weekend, <laughs> laughing their way through the Big E. Ah, look at these people yeah, buying this stuff. Burning stacks of 20s ah, to start their grills. Look at them buying all that stuff, spending their money. Then they can't afford their mortgage or rent next week. Ah! <laughs> I'm pretty sure Gene's not doing that. It's a, The Big E is just like, you can't get out of there without spending 100 bucks. You can't get into there without spending a hundred bucks. That's what I mean. It, you're, if, you're, a, if you're the rube that spent sixty bucks to park your car, you're way behind well, the, in you, the hole. But even if you spend thirty bucks, twenty for the ticket and ten to ten for the parking, then now you want to buy something. That's another twelve to fifteen dollars, depending yeah. on what you want. And, uh, and if you want to buy something, maybe a, a, a nice handbag or a Thursday shirt. Thursday staff outing was the. Maybe the best Big E experience of my life. Not because it was a staff outing. One, we got a ticket to get in. One, they gave us a $10 bill for parking. I went in there. Uh, one of our bosses bought a round of drinks, uh, and I wound up spending absolutely none of my money. None? I left there with as m- No, with more. I found a, a quarter on the, on the ground. I leaned down, picked that up. I went out of there with 25 cents more than I walked in with. Wow. Who does that? Look at you. Who does that I parked, at the Big E? I parked at that Bradley uh, Auto Wash, which was right by Gate 7. And what they run you? 10 $10. And then when I came out, it was $20. Did they wash your car? No, they didn't wash God, your car. You could have paid to get your car washed, but they weren't washing cars. But uh, 20 bucks. Wow. Or uh, 20 bucks when I came out. So I, I got in at the right time. Good deal. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, sunny with a high of 76. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102 is your home. Springfield's Classic Rock at 651. And the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny with a high of 76 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. 55 in downtown Springfield. Uh, Scott Cohen will be joining us uh, in just a few minutes. We also got the keyword to cash. After 8 o'clock. And we had a couple of contests to uh, to get out to today, including uh, tickets to the Oktoberfest, which is coming up uh, this weekend. Sweet. Uh, that should be a good time. Hell yeah. Uh, also uh, coming up this weekend uh, on Sunday, because it's Columbus Day weekend, Sunday night, uh, Marty Caproni and I are going to be doing a comedy show, uh, a dinner comedy show. 
for 45 bucks, and it's uh, at Ciro's in downtown Springfield. You went there the uh, the other day. I did. A friend of mine and I went uh, Friday night, and uh, we had some of the best damn food I've had in a long time. Really? As far as uh, Italian stuff goes, mm-hmm. I, have, well, I haven't been out to, you know. An Italian place in Springfield? But I never lived yeah, to see never, the day. In the South End, no less. Uh, I never uh, never knew that. Very would, uh, strange. Yes, it was just, uh, kind of strange. I, you know, the funny thing is, like, I've lived around this area for now almost 30 years, and I still, um, there's still places that I haven't discovered or seen yet. And I had, you know, admittedly never heard of Ciro's before. I've even though it's like this landmark that's yeah. been down the, in the South End for years. And uh, so we uh, we went in Friday night and uh, got to try some, you know, I, I had chicken parmesan, which was phenomenal. And then uh, all this other stuff, like the, 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 the eggplant rollatini. Oh, man. You, it was one of those, like, those sauces you could taste the the wine in. Uh-huh. Like, it had a nice, like, aftertaste of, like, a, you could tell there was, like, red wine in that, uh, that, that, that marinara sauce. Yeah. Uh, it was really, really, really good, oh. and uh, they had swordfish bites and and things like that, and, and all kinds of stuff. And they're gonna do a they're gonna do a nice buffet dinner next Sunday night. Tickets are forty five bucks. I'm gonna put a poster up on uh, on Facebook with an actual QR code that works. The one I put up yesterday, <laughs> the QR code didn't work, but that has since been fixed. Wait, send you to something else, and you can get uh, tickets off Eventbrite, or you can actually call and make a reservation uh, down at Ciro's in downtown. Well, that'll be fun. But uh, yeah, beautiful little restaurant, nice, uh, nice atmosphere, and uh, good times. Yeah, I like that when you go uh, when you go and uh, you go to a show at a small place. Yeah, kind of like that. I did that. Uh, I did that yesterday, in fact. Yeah, yeah. At, uh, at this place in uh, in Hamden, Connecticut, it was. It's basically it's it's a coffee shop video store. Yeah, and they brought this guy in who I've known a couple of times and have interviewed him a couple of times and have seen him uh, before, this guy named uh, Thomas Walsh. And he's this 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 amazing Irish singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. And it's not Irish music. It's like it's like power pop stuff. And, you know, the place had probably like like 50 people in there. And it was just a, it's just a glorious time. A great way to see uh, entertainment is to go sometimes to search it out and, and find it. By the way, I'll be doing another podcast interview with Thomas. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, he's got his uh, eighth album coming out in October. So that'll be very, very cool. Sweet guy is phenomenal. Uh, so great. Yeah, it. Uh, it's. I like. I like small little venues where you can see like live music too. Well, because he's like talking to everybody in the crowd. I mean, you know, he knows me, so he's like, yeah. you know, it's like, you ain't gonna get that at a Taylor Swift show. No, Taylor She's Swift. She's talking is, to everybody. Taylor Swift is never gonna come down off the stage and say, "Hey, is that Steve Nagel?" Yeah. I love that Kardashian thing you do. Yeah. What is that? Can I have a bite of that? Uh, can I have a bite of that chicken parm you got there? Yeah. She's never going to do no, that. No. You wouldn't. You would. I would let Taylor Swift take a bite of chicken parm off my plate. Oh hell! I'd let her have it. Yeah. I'd oh, let here, her have you, it. And I'd, I'd buy her dessert. You take the whole thing. You're going to make me famous by tomorrow. <laughs> I want. I'm going to become Travis Kelsey yeah, famous yeah, by tomorrow. People are thinking to think we're dating. Can I leave your apartment at 11 o'clock before a big game? So it's uh, that that show is uh, this Sunday night. What this time? Sunday night, uh, I believe. Uh, well, now see, now you did this to me, Bax. It is uh, let's see, it's, 7 p.m. The right. show starts. Just so say then, night, and they can figure it out. It's at night time, but wow. yeah, 7 p.m. Uh, price includes dinner for the uh, the 45 bucks. 
It's 6.56 at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, on a sports weekend that was loaded with nothing but disappointing outcomes, let me see if I can try to refocus on something more positive. For example, did you realize that the Boston Celtics preseason schedule begins Sunday night against Philadelphia. Well, it does. And while last season's dreadful postseason collapse is a thing of the past, it's time to focus on the positives. But in order for me to do that, I have to take it back a few steps to a few days ago. And while it may seem like I'm taking an elongated road to get there, trust me, I'm doing this for your own good. Last week, the Portland Trailblazers traded away uh, point guard Damian Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks, a deal in which Portland picked up Former number one draft pick, DeAndre Ayton, point guard Drew Holiday, Yusuf Yurik, who then was traded to the Phoenix Suns. A blockbuster that completely turned the entire balance of power in the Eastern Conference towards Milwaukee, leaving teams like the Celtics to twist aimlessly in the wind. That was until yesterday when the Celtics traded Malcolm Brogdon, Ryan Williams III, and a couple of first-rounders in 2024 and 29 in exchange for Drew Holiday. Suddenly, the balance of power has been slightly tugged closer towards the Celtics' direction. Here's what you're getting. Last season, Holiday scored better than 19.3 points per game for Milwaukee, one of the best point guards in the league. In the league, and the Celtics are fully expected to wrap this guy up long-term well before he becomes a free agent at the end of next season. In other words, while the rest of New England sports is swaying around in a whirlwind of emotional distress, at least the Celtics are giving you some good news. Because in less than a week, the Celtics went from being a team that was going to be left in the dust to being a team that was going to make even more dust. I don't know if that odd constructed metaphor seems troublesome to anybody, but I'm going to stand by it until Drew Holiday proves otherwise. In other words, thanks to the Celtics for a well-timed distraction. Lord knows many of us need it. But hey, and if I'm my yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Furnaces, heaters, wood stoves are firing up. There's a reason October is Fire Safety Month. Go to Rocky's for smoke detectors, carbon monoxide alarms, and fire extinguishers. Buy two, get one free. Can you mix and match? Yes, you can. Protect yourself with Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Classic Rock. It's 708 and Sammy Hagar with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny with a high of 76. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. 55 right now in downtown Springfield. Oh, my goodness. How exciting to have him back. Oh, boy. It's oh boy. sports legend Scott Cohen. Hi, guys. In the studio. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Today was one of those days I said it in my sports reports that there's so much going on that the script just writes itself. <laughs> let me let me start something off that we didn't talk about. This is something off the uh, the top of our heads. Thursday was a staff outing at the Big E. Yeah, which you know, for whatever reason somebody couldn't show up. I too busy. I was entertaining clients trying to make money for this hellhole. You know who I saw walk by? <laughs> didn't get a chance to say hi to him, but he just literally walked right by. Who? Jimbo. Oh, Jim Klein. Jim Jimmy C. Yes. Oh my gosh. Dan looks still looks terrific still, he, his looks, age. he probably looks the same, right? 975 years old, yeah, beginning to he, fossilize, still he, looks damn handsome. He, he is. He's like he's petrified, literally. <laughs> you know who else too? Um uh, Eddie Carroll. You know, remember yeah. it was me, Jim, Ed, um, and Mike Rattay. Uh Ed Carroll looks exactly the same as he did, you know, fifteen years ago. Yeah. He's uh he's he aged and then stopped. Yeah, stopped. 
Like there's some sort of you know deal with the devil that he got. Yeah. He yeah. just decided to call. Just I'm. This is it. I yeah. this way I look, and I'm going to stay this way. Anyway, uh, the the big story around these parts has to be you know Tim Wakefield. Yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, it. You know, last week with the whole Kurt Schilling thing. I mean, Steve and I were in agreement. I think mo- most people with any kind of conscience or uh, compassion feel the same way. You know, there are certain things that should be remain private and the only ones to decide whether or not a story should be made public is the person who's suffering the most of course and in the case it it should have been tim wakefield who released that information not kurt schilling but it's a it's a it's a terrible loss because you know wakefield was one of those guys that you know part of great success in, in in red sox history and he also happened to be a genuinely nice guy yeah which you don't always get in Major League Baseball or any professional sports, for that matter, you don't. And you know, I think it, it was a testament. And I know, you know, I, I, I we're we're kind of like friends with the kind of the same uh, core group of people on social media. And when you, you know, when it was announced and everybody was realizing what was going on that that he had passed away, uh, people started filling their social media, um, you know, uh, threads with with pictures of him, and not not so much pictures of him in it quote-unquote in a Red Sox uniform but pictures of them with him at some event and he just he just you know he was such a philanthropist um, always you know a tireless worker for the Jimmy Fund yep um, I, I can't tell you how many um, uh, charity charity events that I you know ended up emceeing where he was you know the the guest speaker and just it, well, he just won the a uh, sweetheart of a guy. He even won the Clemente Award one year. He won the Roberto Clemente Award. They give it to one uh, professional baseball player who you know is goes above and beyond with charitable work in the community. Yeah. So you know, I I have um I've got I've got a really uh, personal story with um with Tim Wakefield, and and I I <clears throat> I think about it literally all the time. You remember he gave up that home run to Aaron Boone in Game Seven I'm aware of, of the it. of the American League Championship Series back in 2003. I vaguely recall. I know it is. It's it's one of it's one of those you know flashpoint moments that none of us in New England will ever forget. And Wakefield <laughs> A should not have been out there on the mound to begin with. Um, Pedro Martinez stayed in the game too long, and Grady Little, and the I mean it's it's Red Sox lore personified. So Wakefield gives up. It was fantastic. I (laughs) thought it was one of the best performances Tim Wakefield ever had uh, for the New York Yankees. You know, Steve, listen. uh, So we were we were covering the game. Mac Jones was playing for the Cowboys yesterday. (laughs) Same thing. So I was covering the game, and you know, the game could have ended at any moment. And I was standing in one of the tunnels, right, uh, right, looking directly at home plate. I mean, you know, there it was. And the uh, Wakefield came on in relief. First pitch he, he threw, Boone hits it out of the ballpark yeah. for a home run. Yeah, and I, I'll never forget it, man, that that white pill just went up into the lights and the dark sky and it just disappeared into the left field seats. And Wakefield just calmly walked off the mound like he was going for a walk I- in the park. Mm-hmm. So afterwards, you know, we're running around. We're trying to get our, our interviews done. And we were and he just had a throng of reporters around him, as you can imagine. Um, he was the center point of the game. So we were, you know, we were running around the, the Red Sox locker room talking to everybody else. And we fi- I finally said to my photographer, look, we got to go talk to Wakefield. So 
the we as soon as we started walking over there, the all the eight uh, reporters and their cameramen wrapped up. The yeah. interview was done, so they all walk away, and I literally just stood there and I was looking at him, and he was looking at me, and he just gave me he just he just stared at me, not like please don't you dare come over here and talk to me. Yeah, it was more like. Do you, you know, I, if you want to talk to me, I'm here. And I just looked at him and I said, I go, hey, man, all set. I'll, I'll get it from some of my other guys. And so he said, OK. And he kind of turned around and he was all by himself at his locker. And so my so we started walking away and I told my photographer, listen, I'll be with you in a minute. So I walked over to Wakefield and I, I tapped him on the shoulder and he turned around and I and I. I took my finger and I, and I pointed it at him and I said, this was not your fault. I go, I, you know, my finger went like in a circle. I go, this, I go, this is not your fault. Hmm. And, and he, he didn't, he didn't say a word to me and he just kind of nodded his head like, you know, in, in agreement or just acknowledgement. And he went on his way and I, and I went on my way. But and the irony was, it was his. Well, fault. it was his fault, but 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 the it was but you, your fault, Tim. But so um, I had I've been around him and I've worked with him uh, on charity events, you know, down through the years after that. Yeah. And every time um, I see him, we just sit there and we look at each other and and we laugh. And so that was it was a connection that I had with him yeah. and I never forgot it and he didn't either. And like I said, we I, I've done a, a handful of things with him and it was just That's it cool. was just one of those moments. That's cool. Yeah, great. Just a wonderful wonderful guy and definitely going to be missed. And Kurt Schilling still a jerk. And Kurt Schilling yeah. is still He was Kurt Schilling was the first guy I ever used the term big fat phony on. Well, you, you, you got it right on the screws on I that did, one. man. I, I nailed that one. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, the, the Patriots yesterday. I mean, they, it's the worst loss of Bill Belichick's career. Yep. He pulls Mac Jones in the third uh, quarter, and then after the game says, no, he's still going to be our starter for next week. I got to believe... Well, one, I, I, I don't necessarily believe Bill Belichick when I say when he says they're 100 percent behind him. You don't pull a guy unless you're absolutely sick of the way he's playing for you. Yeah. And, or, and, and I and I think there's been enough said about Mac Jones yes. that maybe his ego and his arrogance are getting in his way of yep. progression. Yep. I was listening to Boston sports uh, radio on my way home from uh, the East yesterday, and um, they were talking a lot about. Uh, Mac Jones whining and complaining and questioning uh, the offensive coordinator and just you know saying things that you you just don't say in yeah. in a public forum you say them in private. Uh, I Bel- Belichick pulled him for he 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 pulled him because he was frustrated with him and the game was completely out of control. So let me get my guy out of there. Let him sit down on the bench. Let him think about what's going on. Get get his act together. It'll be a chance for Bailey Zappi to play, get yeah. a little bit of exercise. Um, Mac Jones is going to start for the Patriots next week. I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But man, he, if he was on a short leash heading into yesterday's game, which he was, it's, it's going to be like that. I, I don't think uh, pulling the trigger on him is going to take that much pushing. Much it's, right now. It, it is not. Yeah. And you know, and listen, he's he's only part of the problem. They've got so many issues. And Matthew Judon got in, yep. injured yesterday. Arguably, their top defensive player. Dude, they're they're circling the drain right now. Um, 
the the Celtics are the only team that brought any happiness and joy to yeah. anyone. Uh, they start their preseason next Sunday against Philadelphia, but this trade for uh, for Drew, Drew Holiday, Holiday is a huge, huge trade, huge trade, and that comes off of last week's trade with Damian uh, Lillard going. Uh, to Milwaukee, yep. which was which was a, a even bigger blockbuster, but Drew Holiday was a part of that trade. He was goes to Portland, spends less than half a second there, and now he's coming to Boston. I mean, you know, Brogdon and Williams are tough to 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 let go of, but, but this, a, this guy's a, an upgrade. It's a to, he's a total upgrade. Um, he he's a he's a total upgrade, and they and they, the fact of the matter is they had to do something with Mil. I guess you know you see the percent that so and so has this much percentage of winning the Eastern Conference. I think you know Milwaukee went from like seventy five percent up to ninety five percent. So the Celtics they had to do something, and what they did was was terrific the great great pickup so between that Porzingis and yeah. tying up everybody else it's in gonna contracts be, it's gonna be a, a new look Celtic team from a team that was really really good the last two years well let's hope so yep. I hate to see I would really hate to see uh do them something stupid like oh I don't know say choke in the postseason oh my god when uh, they do, had the chance do, to win who does that I don't well the Celtics do well that. they do they do that and uh, the Red Sox are uh, are gloriously done, thank God. Thank goodness. The the real uh, the second season postseason begins tomorrow. They're not a part of it. We can just sit there and take a vacation from them. And buddy, Europe won the Ryder Cup over the weekend, and they did it because not only a uh, do I think their players are better, they've got heart, they have teamwork, they've got camaraderie. There was an old saying with the Red Sox back in the 90s or the 80s. It was, you know, 25 players, 25 cabs. Do you ever remember that? Right. They, they just like they, did, they didn't mix. They just they played the game and then they all went their separate ways. That's the story with the Americans. And that's why they lost the Ryder Cup. Very good. We'll talk to you next week. You bet. Actually. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Columbus oh, Day. Off. Two we're weeks. Columbus Two Day. weeks. Yeah. Okay, great. There Sounds go. good to me. It's uh, 720 with Bax and Nagel and Scott Cohen of Rock 102. Rock 102 and Oc- Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 726 and Jimi Hendrix of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny and nice today with a high of 76. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It is 55 right now in downtown Springfield. This week on Baxi's Musical Podcast, my guest is Robbie Gray, the musical, uh, actually the uh, the lead singer for the band uh, Modern English. Remember the uh, the song Melt With You? Yeah, yeah. Iconic 80s uh, classic, I'll Melt With You. I like that song. Uh, they got a brand new album that's coming out next year called 1234. Their first single is already available called Long in the Tooth. It's really, really good. We talk about uh, we talk about all of that and MTV and John Peel and all kinds of great stuff. You can hear it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. It's all brought to you by ZNM. Uh, home buyers, find them out on uh, ZNMHomes.com and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. You know, I'm a big fan of following these uh, these community forums all over Western Massachusetts. Yeah, one of them uh, that I joined recently was the Westfield State Parents and Student Group. Okay. Well, because I have a friend whose whose son goes to to Westfield State. And, sure. Uh, you know, just keeping keeping uh, abreast on the issues going on. But I like how uh, some people just troll groups on purpose. Right. And uh, because first of all, there's there's a lot of complaints. I guess like the dining hall. I guess there's been a lot of undercooked food. The dining hall has kind of gone downhill. Really, in the last uh, last couple of years, uh, for some reason over there. But uh, and there's a lot of complaints about that, as well as the migrant families who are moving into Westfield State pretty soon. Uh, but this one, 
you can now post anonymously on these groups. Did you notice that? <laughs> you, yes. You, I'm sure the admin could probably see who's but everybody doing else it, but can. everybody else can, can. What a great family weekend. Great food, music, and overall vibe. I do have some questions about the mascot, Nestor the Owl. My son and I were walking back from dinner, and Nestor abruptly stopped us and asked for my social security number. What is the reason for this? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's just kind of funny the way people like just write stuff. That, I think that, that that's a good way to stir up some controversy uh, on the... Yeah, what does a mascot need to know that information for? Yeah. Yeah. Why? What is that? And then people are like, that's pathetic. You know, they believe that <laughs> Nestor was, what's your, what's your social security number and your mother's maiden name? Who? Who are you? That's what I would be doing. It's 728 with Bax and Dangle on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Sunshine mixed with clouds. This- 731 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. The Holyoke Police Department is investigating a hit and run on Northampton Street Sunday morning. According to Captain David Rex of the Holyoke Fire Department, there was a one-car accident that severed a telephone pole. The driver of the car ran away from the accident, so injuries are unknown at this time. Holyoke Gas and Electric was at the accident for repairs, and the street remained open. The police department is investigating the accident, and uh, 22 News will maybe update you as soon as there's more information about that. But I... I doubt it. Well, you know, uh, at least they have you thinking that they will. And sometimes doesn't that really uh, change the course of the competitive nature between them and the other television stations in town? You say, we're all saying, yeah, we're going to fill you in and we, uh, on additional details, and you never quite get there? Well, I've noticed Western Mass News seems to have more local news than 22. Really? But 22 is written easier to read. Whereas Western Mass News is just like the script, I guess. I don't know how you would uh, describe that. So like, like, like we're learning more information tonight. You know, it's like that kind of thing as opposed to just saying, hey, there was a two-car accident on whatever street. So one is being trained better for writing. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes so. sense. I gotcha. Uh, it was the last day of the Big E yesterday, and thousands of people were out enjoying the fair food, crafts, games, shops, and state buildings, as well as ridiculously heavy traffic. People were stuck in traffic for like three hours trying to get to the Big E yesterday. Hey, I, I've been there. I, I know what I know what it feels like. You want to get there. You want to. You want to be able to at least see Gate Nine. Here's what I don't understand. After years of dealing with all of this and the, the traffic woes, you know, Agawam Police Department puts out a statement on their Facebook page yesterday going, Lick, don't try to come here. Like, don't like if you find a parking space, even if it's two miles away, you better park there because Waze ain't going to help you getting here. There's too much gridlock. The rotary's at a gridlock. All yeah. the streets are backed up. The Why haven't they done, like, a, a tram system? Where you 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 make a deal? I thought they used to do that. You could park at the whole yeah. crossing and then take a bus down. But now that's all filled with uh, businesses now. That that lot that was there. It's like a Starbucks. at the whole crossing. No, yeah, no. there's like a Popeyes and a Starbucks there now. So I don't know how much of that uh, lot is yeah, accessible to use. But you'd think you'd be able to use other parking lots. 
the Basketball Hall of Fame is mostly empty all the time. Why don't they make a deal with them? And well, because the- I think people, I don't know if people realize that that what a you know what how that would alleviate traffic. I mean, it would, but you'd have a lot of people still trying to get to. Well, the Hall of Fame couldn't do it because, as you know, they don't have enough parking over there as it is, so they couldn't just offer their parking lot for a bus. Yeah, or like a truck. Well, listen. Or an let, RV with a tent. Let me tell you about my experience up in Syracuse oh, with the, uh, the 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 New York State Fair. What they did there was they have all that parking, and they alleviated a lot of that by making these lots accessible that were off far off the campus of right. of the fair, and then bussing them in, making a lane solely for buses. So even if there was traffic backed up in both directions. You'd still buses would still be able to get through. It's almost like they made a lane yeah. dedicated solely for transportation, and I mean, it, it would, makes things travel. It would faster. make sense if, like, say that you know the parking were free, but then you know it cost you a dollar to to get on the bus, yeah, or two dollars. And and you would nobody there. There'd still be people making money off the parking because sure. you'd still have people that would want to physically go down there. But I mean, in order to make it easier, you'd think you'd offer a different solution in order to right. get onto that. But campus. I, I think people are under the false impression that if you were to do this, then you'd have then you'd be sucking a bus for three hours trying to get to, to uh, the front gate. Yeah, which could happen. But it's like you know, if there were other ways of transporting people there, uh, that would make a lot of sense because it's it's just too packed. That's the, that's the primary reason I I don't like to go. It's just like you know, just there's just too many people. I'm well, at the age now where it's like, right. you know, you know it, crowds but, that enormous are not fun for me anymore. And the and the times we went, the yeah. two times we went, there was nobody really there because it was early in the day, and there was a lot of people there, but it wasn't yeah. as many but the, as. But those were good times to go. I don't like walking in those buildings, like those small state buildings, and just being herded through like cattle, and you can't even stop because no. there's a crowd of people just pushing you through, and you have to step to the side, and you got to get crammed in. You try I'd rather, not. I'd rather not do that. You're trying to get out of there with your food in your hands. You got like a like a bowl of steaming hot chowder. Yeah. And trying to sift you know, to worm your way through a a, a, a crowd. Yeah. Can't or, be done. Or, uh, or 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 being bothered by drunk city councilors from Chicopee outside of the buildings. That right. That happened to me a couple of years ago. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Happens. Oh, pain, in, pain in the butt. Or some drunk Springfield city councilors. Seen that a couple of times, too. Oh, I've, well, I've, I've seen a lot of drunk politicians at the Big E. Oh, yeah. Yes. But, well, that's, you know, it's tradition. Well, because when you see a politician... That you support, everybody wants to buy that guy a a twelve dollar beer. Yes, you know, you know, fifteen, fourteen, uh, twelve dollar beers later, all these, all of a sudden, you're not only talking about a, a a very expensive political donation, but the politician winds up being loaded as a result. Yeah, I can't wait till uh, corporate audits our uh, little staff outing last week. You spent ninety thousand dollars on four drinks. <laughs> Well, it was parking, yeah, too. Yeah, 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 we had parking as well. Uh, that took up a lot of the funds. Uh, as we were talking about Westfield State uh, earlier, each fall, as classes start at Westfield State University, officers with the city's police department uh, community services unit visit apartments that historically have been occupied by college students to let them know what behavior acceptable is acceptable and what is not. We let them know to be respectful of the neighbors, said uh, Officer John Blasak, who is one of several community service officers who visit apartment houses at the beginning of each semester. 
to drop off what is called community packet to students from the Westfield State University who uh, students who rent apartments. And hopefully we can try to prevent an issue before it happens. Despite the effort nearly every weekend, the police log uh, shows officers are called out to buildings with student tenants. Most calls are noise-related, according to the log. The packet is essentially a rules of the road for renting an apartment, which is what, what is expected of its tenants, and a list of laws of what they should be aware of. Oh, here he comes, Officer Buzzkill up the driveway with his packet full of rules. Apparently it's wrong to have noise blasting from the windows at 4 a.m. Is it? I never really knew that it was that illegal to do that. Yeah, I learned the hard way. Uh, it includes nine laws and city violations students should know to stay out of trouble, uh, like not serving alcohol to minors, drinking in public, using a fake ID, making unlawful noise, consuming alcohol while under 21 years of old, or driving under the influence of alcohol. All those things are part of the college experience. What are you doing? <laughs> What do, you want them to, what do you want them to do there? Yeah. Be educated? Also uh, included is the definition of disorderly conduct and warning, and a warning that a residence can be designated as a nuisance house if officers are called there too often. That's the house I wanted to stay in. The I nuisance would, house. I want to stay at the nuisance house. Do you want to stay at the quiet study home? No. no. I want the nuisance home. Or do you want, like, want to wake up one morning and your roommate's there with your with his, your arms in his hands and say, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Yeah, why are yeah, you hitting yeah. yourself? Yeah. Why are you such a nuisance? Or you drink so much Captain Morgan, you wake up and there's a big giant penis drawn on your face and a Sharpie marker. Not that that's ever happened to anybody I've known, but I'm just yeah. saying. And that comes after Pledge Week. Yeah, yes. Well, it's it's just fun day. It's pledge week was over. It's fun day. You've got a nuisance button on your uniform? <laughs> what is that? What are you going to do with your life? Each of those uh, violations can mean stiff penalties. <laughs> stiff. <laughs> penalties. Uh, including uh, fines, exposure to civil lawsuits, possible jail time, and eviction. It's really just a friendly reminder to students. That's more of like a threat than it is a friendly reminder. Hey, just by the way, you're going to be sued in... Uh, <laughs> You know, it'd be a shame to not have this little apartment around here anymore. Would be a shame if we labeled this a nuisance residence, wouldn't it? <laughs> you kids keep your keep your head keep your chins up. You know, you're only two or three steps away from total conviction, uh, you know, e e eviction. Yeah, and a, con a condemnation of the building. Yeah, well, it just takes a couple of us to come here one, two, maybe even three times before we label you. Inadequate. It would be a shame if a wrecking ball were to actually trip and fall and land on this house. Uh, he all, he also said one of the primary reasons the packets are delivered by hand by officers is to, quote, let them know who we are, to build a rapport and when they're sober. A rapport. Okay. All right. That's making a big assumption that you're going to some college student's apartment at 1 o'clock in the afternoon assuming they're sober. They're not even awake yet. Yeah, yeah, they're just rolling out of bed because they went to they they went to sleep at six a.m. from being up from the night before. Isn't depending on the day of the week. If a kid's got no classes after one o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday, yeah, you ain't get him at one o'clock in the afternoon sober. Right, that ain't gonna happen. He does say that uh, it's not like it used to be when describing the college parties that occurred twenty years ago. He said when the packet was developed. It was not uncommon for officers to find two or three hundred students partying inside one home or apartment building. He, uh, fortunately, that barely happens anymore. There's a lot of kids that don't like 
do that. Yeah, I know. But I don't understand uh, it. That, to me, that's part of the college experience. I had a friend talking about uh, about her stepson. It was like 20, I don't know, it turned 21. Right. 21st birthday. Got, uh, you know, got booze. You know, like, hey, celebrate. Uh, you know, have a, have, a, have a drink now that you can. Kid uh, had friends over. They got high, and they all stayed on their phones the entire party. It was like the most uneventful 21st birthday party uh, <laughs> you've ever been to. <laughs> Such a disappointment. What's wrong with you damn kids? Yeah. Can't you take any lessons from uh, Tommy from Dorchester up there at the UMass Blarney Bash? <laughs> that kid's been in college for like 19 years now. And he's ready to go again. <laughs> Still undergraduate. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 76. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Attention landscapers and contractors. Winesick Nursery in Hadley has a yard full of trees, plants, shrubs, and perennials for the fall planting season. Bring us your plot plan or call us for inventory. We've been growing strong and our landscape plants are beautiful, healthy, and ready to go in the ground. We also have wholesale mulch, bark, and soil ready to load or deliver. Winesick Nursery on Route 9 in Hadley and at winesicknursery.com. We are the growers. Come to the source. The Wall Street Journal is one of the most respected newspapers in the world. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751 in Guns N' Roses with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny with a high of 76 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It is 57 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, you didn't uh, you didn't do this in uh, in news, but you saw the uh, the story about how Eric Shore has unloaded a couple of his properties? Well, we uh, we talked about, uh, I believe it was Pearl Street last week. That yeah, he sold. Well, there, and, uh, went, there what were else? there were a couple others that uh, that sold as uh, as well. And oh god, why can't I? Oh, see now I can't get the story uh, because apparently, uh, yeah, uh, my my subscription is not there. But you know, he sold uh, he sold a couple extra properties for like a surprisingly low amount of money. Uh, I got it right here. Uh, property magnate Eric Shore has reached agreements to transfer two more of his all-alcohol liquor licenses right before an agreed-upon deadline with the city to use them, transfer them, or lose them. John Pisker, who uh, opened up the Cajun restaurant Gombo, is it Gombo or Gumbo? Gombo. On Northampton's Main Street in May, is acquiring the liquor license attached to the basement music venue on Center Street. The basement remains closed and under Shore's ownership. But the license will allow Gombo to serve more uh, beer or more than beer or wine. An all-alcohol liquor license will allow for a greater selection for our customer base, said Pisker in an interview. Uh, it took us until the last moment, but we've managed to get it done before the deadline. Shore also managed to secure a buyer for the Green Rooms liquor license uh, right before the deadline passed. According to the city, details regarding the purchase were not available Friday evening. I don't even know where so, the green room is. Uh, I, I'm not sure either, but the uh, later on, Mass Live published this. The biggest price tag was for the Iron Horse, uh, which the parlor bought for $150,000. That purchase included the $50,000 all-alcohol liquor license. Ah. That's like, I mean, that's, that's, that's a dirt cheap price for a piece of real estate in, in Northampton. Uh, just like uh, we said, he's uh, Eric Shore's probably in his little silk bathrobe at home in front of the stereo system, blast motoring. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But the uh, liquor license, which cost the most, was for the green room, which amounted to seventy-five thousand dollars. Wow. 
The local business owners are also taking over the green room with a five-year intent to lease pending the liquor license approval and transferred. The basement liquor license costs $35,000. I mean, the, the, the liquor license is what costs the most. I'm just kind of surprised that, you know, a place like, you know, the Iron Horse would sell for that little. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, the Northampton police have, or like the Westfield State Police, when somebody rents it out, they deliver them a renter's packet telling them, oh, yeah, you uh, you can't have any entertainment here. Eric Shore's been following that uh, model for years. He's been the best. He's been the best tenant we've had. No, no problems yeah. whatsoever. That guy hasn't had a single noise complaint in about three or four years. You know, it's about time that somebody finally started cracking down on this because you know Northampton's always been like the place to go if you wanted to, you know, see some uh, good live music and you know yeah. all these little, you know, things that you, not mainstream. I, I guess you would say. That you could that you could find up there, and uh, businesses uh, help the economy. And There's, if you don't, if you have a bunch of businesses yeah. that are closed and not doing anything, it helps not, nobody, right? And in fact, it winds up hurting the local economy. You're talking about you know not only performance venues but liquor licenses. Yeah, all those things can be used by other people to restore the luster that Northampton used to have. I, I mean, I. I Ultimately, this is good news for Northampton. Yeah. It may not be great news for Eric Shore, but it's good news for the rest of the town, which you know really deserves to have access to these licenses and to these pieces of property. I just I just don't understand why none of the all these places were closed. I just I, what, I don't know. I, and, and to I be do held, not know and to be held on for so long. Well, I mean, the pandemic didn't help. I mean, that that's you know that's he uh, could always say, well, that you know kind of sucked the the life out of you know booking you know shows, but True, a lot but, of that has come back. Yeah, if you're not even actually booking, you know, anything, yeah. for any place. I mean, look at the, sh- the shows the Academy of Music's been uh, putting in there for the last couple of years. Pretty damn good shows. But it's a different company, right? It's a, it's a, it's a different it's organization. A different, it's a different company, but that when I'm saying that clientele of people that like seeing live yeah. music or or live entertainment of, of some kind, that has not gone away. But no. it does go away when uh, a majority of the venues are no longer operational. And the last show that I saw at the Calvin was back in January, which was Get the Let Out, and then I haven't seen any shows listed since. No, it's crazy. Uh, speaking of big events, the Muddy Oktoberfest kicks off this week at the Fort in at the Student Prince on Fort Street in Springfield. Nowhere near Northampton. Nowhere near uh, Northampton, but the tapping in the keg happens on Friday. I'm going to be there. Uh, trailer Trash making a rare New England appearance Remember, on Friday night. I don't even know who they are. Oh, very popular. They bring they they uh, they bring their own crowd, uh, and uh, we happen to have a pa- uh, actually a four pack of tickets uh, to the Mighty Oktoberfest Friday and Saturday. 10th caller right now, 293-1021, wins the tickets uh, to join us at Fort Street. Good luck. It's uh, 756 on Rock 102. Want to know what it sounds? 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 in Kansas with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be sunny today with a high of 76. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It is 57 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, it is time for the uh, keyword to cash. $1,000 keyword. Your uh, keyword today is the word... October. 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 For those of you who have never had a chance or a reason to spell October, it is spelled O-C-T-O-B-E-R. Let me try that again. O-C-T-O-B-E-R. October. Go to the keyword to cash contest page on rock102.com and enter the word October. 
for your chance to win a thousand bucks. You got until midnight tonight to enter it. Your thousand dollar keyword again, October O C T O B E R. Good luck from Rock One Hundred Two, Springfield's Classic Rock. Remember that stupid thing the Red Sox did uh, years ago, uh, and it was Dane Cook. It was October, and it was like spelled like yeah. you were talking with <clears throat> some sort of uh, you know New England accent. Mm-hmm. October. It's not spelled that way. It's spelled the regular way. Yeah, the real way. Yeah. The way that you were you you learned when you were a child. Uh, a couple of different things I got here. I uh one of them is uh, is this exoskeleton uh that you can put around yourself uh, to help you run faster. And just like any other douchey piece of exercise equipment, yeah, this is probably one of the douchiest. A wearable exoskeleton can help runners increase their speed by encouraging them to take more steps, allowing them to cover short distances more quickly. While previous studies have focused on how wearable exoskeletons can help people reduce the energy they expend while running, the new study published in Science Robotics examines how wearable robots can assist runners as they sprint. The exosuit could prove as a useful tool for athletes looking to speed up during training. And I'm looking at this thing. It basically looks like a like a um, like a bulletproof vest, like yeah. some, like something a futuristic cop would wear, with, with these like running shorts that are. It's part of a whole suit that uh, <clears throat> does something to tell you, uh, hey, you have more energy. You could actually be running a lot faster. That doesn't even look comfortable to wear. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't even know why you would want why you would want to wear that. Not only because it looks dumb, but it looks very uncomfortable. Would you at some point develop like exoskeleton uh, <clears throat> itch, yeah, like I, a like a crotch itch, like a, like a jock, like a jock itch, itch? But yeah. it was created by an exoskeleton, right? And how are you supposed to scratch that when you got uh, ten pounds of padding between you and the itch? I don't think you can. Yeah, See, I mean, I, unless you like, you know, you're. You find a park bench to kind of grind yourself on. Uh, on average, the participants managed to run the distance 0.97 seconds faster when they were wearing the suit versus when they weren't. Well, that'll that'll. Well, in in competition, that could mean the world, really. Well, that's the thing. Are you going to allow that? <clears throat> uh, that seems to be an advantage that you would have. Yeah, but this is just in training, though. So I'm going to assume this is not something worn in competition. But I also know that when you dress the part for whatever you're doing, right, you tend to do better when you're dressed for the part. You know, when you put on a runner's outfit, like the shorts and the shirt and all that stuff, right. you're like geared up, you're ready to go. You know, if you put on sweatpants, uh, baggy sweatpants and a baggy shirt, mm-hmm. eh, it's just the feeling of the closure. And if you're in a, a suit that makes you feel tight in your body and yeah. feel like you're ready for action, then then this thing would work. Well, maybe. I, I don't think that works in, in every case. I know, like, for example, let's say I was going to do some uh, do some workout in a pool, okay? Let's say I was going to go to the, the gym and go into a pool. And let's say I show up at that pool, and a lot of people around, milling around, doing what they do in a pool, and I show up wearing this real tight, skimpy banana hammock type of speedo thing where half my ass cheeks are hanging out of my nuts and berries on the front. Yeah. That's not going to make me swim any easier. It's just going to help me get an extra lane because everyone's going to want to jump out of the pool the moment they see me hanging out of that place. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see you. It's not helping me train other than just give me the opportunity to get in the pool. 
Well, it's just a, another example of a douchey piece of exercise equipment that's probably be rendered useless within the next few years. Oh, yeah. Anyone who's going to buy this is going to be like under the bed in a bin somewhere. But it's a great way to stay in shape. Mm, but is it, though? Uh, moving, uh, I'm switching gears here without even using the clutch. <laughs> Just going right into another gear. You ready? Yes. Brain-eating cannibal back in public life after 10 years in psychiatric hospital. Tyree Smith from Bridgeport, Connecticut, killed a homeless man, then ate his brain and eyeballs. 10 years after being committed to a state psychiatric hospital. Based on what? Hi. Huh? Sent to a, um, a psychiatric hospital based on what? Yeah, maybe he just wanted a good meal. Now, man, I don't know what that's kind of, a meal. Yeah, I don't know what kind of, uh, you know... Michelin star restaurants are in the Bridgeport area, but I'm, I'm going to assume that this is all the guy could have that day. The uh, horrific case made headline news with Smith found not guilty of murder by reason of insanity after a July 2013 trial. Doesn't sound crazy. In lieu of a stint behind bars, Smith was ordered uh, committed to a state psychiatric hospital for 60 years. But now, 10 years after the grim incident, the state psychiatric security review board said Smith was ready to be transitioned back into the community. How do they wean you off? brains and eyeballs they give you fingernails and stuff like that yeah kinda... finger sandwiches that's what they do smith has been foot long hot dogs uh smith has been released from this uh, facility connecticut's most secure as of this writing uh, which was two days ago he will be living in a waterbury group home and is not allowed to associate with anyone involved in criminal activity he's also not allowed near the kitchen aren't most of the people in the group home involved in group cr- cr- in criminal activity? <clears throat> yes, the kitchen. He's allowed in the sidebar, but, uh, you know, the breakfast bar, but not the kitchen. You got a cannibal. Yeah. In a group home. Mm-hmm. What kind of restrictions are there in the group home for a guy who ate a, another human being's brains and eyeballs? Well, they can't have those candies every year at Halloween with that are eyeballs. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, you can't have that. No. You can't... Uh, no fresh meat. Yeah, and no friends for dinner. Yeah, only canned goods. <laughs> <laughs> the board stated in its report, Tyree Smith is an individual with a psychiatric illness requiring care, custody, and treatment. Since his uh, hearing, Tyree Smith has continued to dem- demonstrate clinical stability. He's not getting stains on his shirt anymore. Yeah, that's right. Now he's at least a what, neat eater. What is that on your shirt? Uh, uh Front lobe. <laughs> Frontal lobe. You ate already? That was from yesterday. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Smith is uh, medication compliant, actively engaged in all recommended forms of treatment, and has been symptom-free for many, many years. Well, that's that's really, that's it right there. He's medication compliant. I'm not surprised. Uh, During the trial, Smith's cousin, Nicole Robb, uh, claimed he arrived at her Connecticut home in December of 2011, talking about Greek gods and ruminating about needing to go out and get blood. When she saw him the next evening, she noticed what appeared to be specks of blood on his pants and that he was carrying chopsticks and a bloody axe. Okay. Uh, Smith then... Now, were, uh, these, were these considered red flags at the time? Yeah. Or, were I these, was the, this is every, uh, or was this just everyday behavior? Well, the chopsticks are a nice touch. <laughs> I know, but they're so hard to eat with if you don't know what you're doing. Uh, it's hard to pick up sushi sometimes with that. It is, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, sometimes yeah, it's better yeah. to put it with your fingers. Smith then allegedly told Rab he killed a man and ate his brains in the Lakeview Cemetery while drinking sake and grimly uh, warned he intended to eat more people. 
Well, that's that's a bit of information that might require an alert to the authorities. Yeah, I, I would I would be a little concerned after that conversation. Yeah, can you just like calmly do something like that? Uh, what did you do tonight? What's that blood on your pants? Well, I got a little. I I stained myself. I uh, I was eating this guy's brains with some sake in a cemetery. I was and, uh, I was walking down the street right, and I was saying, "Oh my god, I'm so hungry out here in Bridgeport, and it's, and everything is closed." I mean, like a yeah, the, the, it's a Sunday. Chick Fil A is closed. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's late at night. Even the deal that I can I can't even get uh, like a box of McNuggets. What else is there for me to chew on at this late at night? Oh, look at this uh, fine homeless man who's just sleeping on the side of the street. He looks good. And he doesn't seem to be moving, so yeah. uh, I guess now's the time to eat his eyeballs out and chomp on some brains. A month later, police found uh, Angel Gonzalez's mutilated body in the vacant apartment on Brook Street in Bridgeport where Smith had lived as a child. Police later discovered the bloody axe and the empty bottle of sake in a stream uh, bed near the Boston Avenue Cemetery. Uh, but he took the chopsticks with him. Yes. Uh, the defense's case, uh, well, you you can only use those once. It's I don't not think sanitary you're supposed to, to use it twice. No, I don't think so. The defense case rested on the testimony of Yale University Psychiatrics uh, Dr. Rena Kapoor, who testified that Smith had kept his lust for human flesh after his arrest, even offering to eat her. That means two things. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. Kapoor uh, claimed Smith suffered from psychiatric incidents since childhood and heard voices that told him to kill people. She then said the voices ordered Smith to eat the victim's brain so they would get a better understanding of human behavior in the eyes so they could see into the spiritual realm. Hmm. Seemed perfectly logical. Yeah. Uh, the report uh, on Smith's release, he denied experiencing cravings but stated if they were to arise, he would reach out to his hospital and community supports and providers. It's like a, is that like an AA thing? <laughs> EA, Eating Anonymous? Uh, or I CA, guess. Cannibal Anonymous? I, I suppose. Where do you get a sponsor for that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't Hi, my name is uh, Tyree, and I'm a cannibal. Yeah. Hi, Tyree. Hi, Tyree. Want some coffee? N- no. You have any eyeballs? You have any brains? I'll take them. Just the ones I brought in here with me. So, uh, while well, this guy's back out in the street, so everybody should feel comfortable. Oh, that should be good. Yeah, yeah. If I were living in Bridgeport, I'd wear a very snug-fitting helmet. You know what? That's the safest individual on the streets of Bridgeport. Is that guy? Is the guy who eats people. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to cross him. Uh, that reminds me of the joke. A kid cannibal comes running up to his mom and says, uh, "Mommy, mommy, daddy's got a bruise on his leg." And the mom goes, "Oh, just shut up and eat around it." You get it? Because he was eating the leg. I get he had it. the bruise on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, yeah. Glad we could make lighthearted jokes out of a horrible tragedy. Two cannibals are eating a clown. And one of the cannibals says to the other cannibal, Hey, does this taste funny to you? Oh, hey! 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 Ah! It's 822 on Rock 102. GG Inks. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 832 in Def Leppard. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny, high of 76 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It's 57 right now in downtown Springfield. Um, I went to, had a, a softball game for my kid yesterday over at, uh, the lovely Rivers Park in Chicopee. You know where that is? Uh, right, yeah. Right off of Willamance Street? Yeah, yeah. Or not Willamance, Groton Street, whatever. It's whatever. Groton Meadow Street, uh, that area there. <clears throat> um, the kids had to, uh, take a trip 
uh, before the game uh, to the the Duncan about five minutes away sure. to use the bathroom uh, before the game because the porta potty at Rivers Park in Chicopee had been uh, had been tipped over and then uprighted again, and so the inside uh, looked uh, it was it was not good looking inside with along with. Uh, some drug paraphernalia uh, huh. that was also uh, in that uh, particular uh, porta potty. Sure. And then uh, on top of that, there was a uh, young man who uh, was with his mom on the far end of the uh, of the you know it's a big field out there. Right. There was a young man at the far end with his dirt bike, uh, driving up and down the field, and of course the field's wet in. Certain areas because we just had torrential downpours two days prior. So it's all mud. So it's all mud. And uh, this kid. Mm-hmm. And nobody, you know, just that's like, uh, that's just the way the day goes, I guess, in a Chickabee Sunday. Afternoon. Well, I mean, listen, you know, sometimes a kid gets bored with nothing to do. He's got his dirt bike out. What's, what's better than to, you know, drive a couple of ruts into a perfectly good playing field? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't understand how you know. And of course, you know, I'm not a. I'm not a narc. Yeah, no, I get that. I'm not going to call the cops. But uh, what kind of what kind of behavior is this? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, on the other hand, I've yeah. seen enough episodes of Jackass. Yeah. To uh, to know that when someone's in a porta potty. Yeah. It's hilarious when someone knocks that thing over while they're still in there. No, it's not. It's hilarious. It is not hilarious. Oh, yeah. That no, is the, one of the most horrible things you could do to somebody. I mean, you're talking about you could get seriously sick from that. Oh, sure. But still, on Jackass, yeah, still on funny. Jackass. Yeah, it's funny. Well, jackass. they did, like, didn't they, like, hurl it in a catapult sure. while he was wearing right. it? But he was wearing a scuba suit, so he didn't breathe in all that crap. Well, I mean, Steve also, you know. Yeah. Nail gunned his scrotum to a floor too. I wouldn't recommend that. Still okay. funny, but that's a guy who wants to do that to himself. To 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 actually see it done. To you somebody. would have to scour the entire earth to find a second guy who would be willing to do that. I saw a TikTok video last week where the guy pushed over a porta potty on some poor lady who was in it. Yeah, it's like I didn't say it was a practical gag. It just as long as it happens. Oh, like on a video, and not to like you're not there in real life to see it happen there, or def- involved somehow. There's definitely some gag. Oh uh, yeah, going on over there. But uh, you know what, man, Chicopee, you got some nice parks out there. You sure Beautiful do. Beautiful this time of year. Breathtaking. Yes. It's eight thirty one. News is next. A Rock one hundred two. Here's your Western Mass news first alert. Eight thirty five. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rum Hyundai. Technicians get to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRumHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Sunday was the final day of the 2023 Big E season, and almost everyone wanted to be there, except at me once. and Bax. <laughs> Everybody wanted to be yeah. there at the same exact time. Uh, it's more traffic than I thought it would be, said, said uh, one viewer, listener, whatever you want to call her. Tens of thousands of cars headed to the Big E throughout the day, backing up traffic for miles. Uh, Danilla, Argentina, and her boyfriend only made it to the Savers on Memorial Avenue, which is about a mile to the fairgrounds, before they threw in the towel. They waited for friends to pick them up and then all headed to the fair as a group. Well, I guess if you all tip in 10 bucks, you could pay 60 bucks yeah. for the parking spot up front. Uh 
<clears throat> on Western Mass News's way to the Big E, they caught a glimpse at just how badly the traffic was backed up. They left their Liberty Street studios around 3.30 p.m., and the GPS estimated about an hour ride to the Big E. On a typical Sunday afternoon, this takes about 10 minutes. But because of the miles of traffic, they didn't even get to West Springfield Town Hall until 5.30. Two hours of traffic. <laughs> and this is a, uh, now, the great thing about that, if I'm not mistaken, they're a union shop. Yeah. Which means, you know, time's, time's accumulating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, just, they're, they're not uh, complaining about the traffic. They're yeah. they're making bank no matter what. Sorry, uh, we're racking up our uh, minimum wage. That's right. Uh, West Springfield Police Department's Lieutenant Patrick Dumpy uh, said that the rainy conditions leading up to the Ferris final weekend have got people flocking in for one big final biggie experience this year. This is the kind of traffic you'll see in the middle weekend of the fair. Unfortunately, there was wet weather that kept people away. This weekend's rain also impacted much of the fair's parking. The public parking at Gate 9 turned into a lot of mud, so they're not able to fit the normal capacity they usually were. And once Gate 9 fills up, there are limited spaces for people to go and park. A lot of mud or a lot of mud? A lot of, it means two, that means two things. Well, that's That's right. A lot of mud and a lot of mud. So it was a lot of mud and a lot of mud. Yes. Uh, From there, Western Mass hit the road again and got to the fair around 7 p.m., (laughs) <laughs> and we're able to get a bird's eye view of the cr- dense crowds packing the streets with Eastern States Exposition President and CEO Gene Cassidy. Cassidy said, this is how the Eastern States are supposed to be. We knew when we saw the weather report, we anticipated big crowds and we're happy to welcome all the guests to the fair. Yes, I'm sure all the people living around there are happy about that, too. The ones that are five miles away that still can't get out of their driveways because <laughs> the traffic is so far backed up into Agawam. Uh, they could. Cassidy added that Sunday's crowds could potentially be record breaking. So we'll have to wait and see. Hundred seventy thousand, I think, was uh, oh, one of the counts. Good lord! It's a one day. That's a lot of freaking people. Well, you know, I mean, there, I, I'm sure there are lots of people that wait until that final day to go because they're you know checking out the the weather. You know, the weather Friday was terrible and it was kind of iffy on Saturday. Yeah. Sunday was a beautiful day, and everyone figured, oh, I'll just go on Sunday. But they never figure, well, so is everybody else going yeah, on Sunday. Everybody's going. Uh, four men have been arrested. Uh, oh, you know what? Going back to uh, the rains real quick. Yeah. Did you see New York City on Friday? I know, huh? Holy crap. Unbelievable. Feet of water. That <laughs> rain on Friday was, like, consistently... Heavy. It like it wasn't for back hours. and forth for hours. Yeah. It wasn't like you know back and forth like you normally see. Yeah. It was a protracted what? storm, and yeah, I saw some of the video of, of the subways been getting uh, flooded out, and you know streets right. being washed out. And then there's these, uh, you know, you, you give me guff for eating a tater tot off the ground at the Biggie. There was these two uh, gym douchebags in a gym in New York City with the water up above the benches but the guy sitting on the bench and pumping iron yeah the other guy doing squats right in water in like four feet of water well dude you you don't want to miss arm day that's sewage you're you're swimming in sewage that's all backed up sewage that's all the dirt from the ground in new york city god new york city's the, the disgusting city any city's disgusting i love it i love it I've been swimming in raw sewage. What's that smell? Yeah, but no, but you, you don't want to miss Arm Day. 
Otherwise, you know, you start to get uh, flabby. Oh, the, the other guy was doing leg day. He was on the squat machine. And you never want to miss leg day. You never want to miss if, leg even day. Even if the leg machine... But uh, even if the leg machine is under three feet of raw sewage, that's it's just so disgusting. I'm like, how do you think you're cool doing this? But but then there was a video like hours later where this guy was just walking around going, yeah, this is New York. Everything's back to normal now. All the water's gone. <laughs> like nothing had happened. On the other hand, you've been in the subway system in New York, right? Yeah. All right. The idea of like water, you know, coming on into the street and deli and and you know, cleaning out yeah. the the subway system probably isn't such a bad idea either. What's the mayor's name? Adams is it Adams? What's the uh, Koch? I believe was the last one I paid attention to. Yeah, but what's the NYC mayor now? Eric Adams, I believe. Right. Anyway, this guy yeah. was sitting on a subway, and the water is just coming down behind him like a waterfall, and he's like, Mayor Adams. Three dollars to ride a waterfall, <laughs> <laughs> and he was just complaining about. He's like, "Who? This is not worth the money to come in here and have a waterfall while you're trying." And the people are in the subways yeah. and the and the and the water and the buses, the city buses. They were still driving through that, and the water was in, on the floor of the bus. Who would get on a bus at that point? I don't you're know. Not, you're not. You're not. And the bus was stopping and picking up more passengers because people kept bringing the bell. The bell yeah, it's, <laughs> it just seemed. It just seemed very odd uh, to me. Uh, where was I going? Oh yeah, four men have been arrested following an anti-John undercover prostitution operation. Oh boy! According to the Springfield Police, the operation was in response to community complaints and quality of life issues in the South End neighborhood, with the help of the Mass State Police and the Hamden County Sheriff's Department. On Thursday afternoon, those four men were arrested after attempting to solicit an undercover police officer. The following police are now facing a charge for paying for sexual conduct, uh, and one of them has an additional charge for failure to stop for police. 45-year-old Sigfredo and Nalero Madera of Ware. No, oh boy. Are you coming off right away from Ware? What are you going well, I mean, maybe you're here for other things and uh, you get a little well, the pras- thought going on. The prostitutes in Palmer aren't doing so hot this time of year. All the ripe ones for fall are in downtown. Well, they want to get closer to the Big E. That's where you... Yeah, you know, all, all the Big E... Uh... And that's as close as they could get was to Springfield. Hey, all the lizard lots from the Big E, yeah. uh, lot lizards from the Big E heading on over there. Down were, to the South End. They were all like, what? 20 bucks to get in? I'm going to have to work that off somehow. And then uh, 40-year-old Fausto Cepito Rosario of Springfield, 37-year-old Paul Ramirez Martinez of Springfield, and 27-year-old Mohammed uh, Abdraba of West Springfield all were arrested uh, for the anti-John operation. I, I once uh, was uh, told by a, a Springfield police officer, look, if they look hot, they're a cop. <laughs> Because even, even with the, even with the mustache the, and the, the and the gun holster, it's yeah, probably a cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I just but you think about that, and he's and he's right. You know, I mean, most prostitutes are are doing it. It's not like it's not like you're at the bunny ranch out in in Reno. No, uh, this is. I need a couple extra bucks for the afternoon. Well, who was kind it? Of person. <laughs> What reporter was it? Was it Liz Tufts that was sent down to the South yes. End? Yes. Now, Liz Tufts is a very nice woman, and she's a very attractive one at, at, at best. Yeah. And they sent her down. She was working at Channel 3 at the time. Yeah. They sent her down to the South End, like around the McDonald's. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and to pose as a prostitute. Yeah, and even her trying to look homely, she still looked pretty damn hot. Yeah, she's not. Yeah. She's never going to be a woman that's ever going to look homely in her life. No, she was wearing like a like one of those tanks, the sleeveless tanks, mm-hmm. and, a, and a baseball cap, so nobody would recognize her. And as I'm watching this operation, I go, I don't think any of these people would recognize you. I don't think they watch the news. <laughs> they're not. They're not viewers. Yeah, she's not South End hooker type. Yeah, she's yeah. uh, you know, maybe. I don't know. Maybe maybe she's like a like a. Maybe like the kind you would find like a hotel bar or something yeah, like that, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hotel Working bar. for a, a slightly higher scale clientele. Yeah, like a the Elliot Spitzer guy, like a like a hooker yeah. of that kind of right uh, a class. This is this is not the the woman behind the IHOP and the dumpster. Not not that one. No, this is a ten thousand dollar a night kind of gal. Not that she is. I'm just yeah, saying no, that no, she no, was no. dressed just, like but, that. But buyer beware. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, these guys uh, all rounded up. Anti-John. Not one John in there either. Yeah. You got a Sigfredo, Fausto, Paul, and Mohammed. One of these things is not like the other. No. A uh, social media trend going viral on TikTok taking over the country. Certain models of Hyundais and Kias were stolen all for a laugh. A growing trend of getting more popular here across western Massachusetts. Uh, this year alone, the number of motor vehicles thefts in the city has more than doubled. That is directly attributed to this TikTok challenge and stolen Hyundais and Kias. 75% roughly of the stolen motor vehicles in the city are Hyundais or Kias. It's not your typical stolen vehicle, which take a little more time to recover. These cars are broken into, stolen, and mm-hmm. then dumped as part of the game, uh, according to Ryan Walsh. Uh, Springfield uh, police spokesman Ryan Walsh also said, that those stealing cars are often teenagers. It's 14-year-olds, it's 15-year-olds, up to 19-year-olds that we're seeing. In some instances, yeah. these juveniles, depending on their age, will be arrested. But, you know, there's no real repercussions. Now, for those of you who say there's no talking sense to today's uh, young generation, say what you want. Yeah, they're stealing cars. But you know what? They're stealing cars with great reliability and fuel economy. So uh, you have to at least applaud them for that. Yeah, I mean, they're saving the environment. They're saving the environment. Uh, you know, they're, again, the economy is good, you know, good fuel mileage, and they're reliable. These are reliable vehicles. You know, you can't uh, buy a car anymore with just basic. I was thinking about that uh, recently. You can't buy a standard vehicle. You can't buy a vehicle without a radio in it. Matter of fact, I believe all cars now have to come with a backup camera. Isn't that part of the uh, standard I think that's now standard, yeah. So a lot of that stuff uh, has gone by the way of the dinosaur. I like saying that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very, my, that's very my, old-timey of you. Well, it's my it's my uh, well, it's my boomer talk. That's gone by the way of the dinosaur. Well, you know, I mean, I'm I'm uh, like like inches away from uh, buying a new vehicle myself. Yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, you know, I grew up driving a standard shift. I miss it. I, I miss a clutch. My dad wouldn't let me get my license until I learned how to drive a stick shift. It was a smart thing to do. Now it's like you know. What kid could ever figure that out? Well, because they don't make them. I mean, they make them for like sports cars and stuff like that. But for the for the most part, they don't make them. No, for uh, for for the the average consumer, no. No. Which was kind of cool. I used to love driving a standard. I did too. I kind of missed it when I when I started uh, driving an automatic. Makes you feel like a race car driver. Well, I think it just makes you feel like you're in control of those of those lower speeds. You ever see the, uh, I mean, you used to watch uh, chicks doing that, uh, putting on makeup, smoking cigarettes, drinking coffee, all while shifting gears on a, on a standard transmission. Amazing. Uh, 
that's a talent. And back then, they didn't uh, have much in the way of uh, cup holders either. No, the cup holder was between your legs. Right. Yeah. Or you just you know, held it with your teeth. Oh, I used to do that all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, sunny with a high of 76 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 81. It is 60 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. I am downtown Springfield. Uh, last week, we talked to uh, Ari Lehman, the uh, very first Jason Voorhees from uh, Friday the 13th. Yeah. Remember that? Uh-huh. Well, he is going to be at Gateway City Arts this Thursday. Uh, for a rock and roll show that will be fantastic. Brought to you by uh, Demented FX and Kirby Productions. And uh, we happen to have a, a pair of tickets to that show. Tenth caller right now at 293-1021 gets to go see first Jason. Jason, uh, you know, Ari Lehman's new band. Actually, it's been around for a while. And uh, tenth caller, 293-1021. Good luck to you. Giddy up. Uh, what else we got going on this week? Anything? Uh, this week, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, we're going to be talking about uh, the Crappy Craft Club, but we can't even say the name of the book because crappy is not the word. It's just... Uh, it's a similar word. It's a similar word. Uh, Which means the same thing. Yes, but we can't say it, so we'll be talking with the author of that. It's like a bunch of stuff that uh, this lady does. Uh, to keep to occupy her time. Yeah, that's good. And then um, what else we got? We got uh, uh, Zolak. Oh, uh, TSO. We're going to be talking to the TSO this week. Oh, uh, uh, Jeff Plate. Jeff Plate. Mm-hmm. Very cool guy. Very cool guy. Uh, I miss Paul. Uh, uh, what the hell was his name? Uh, oh, oh, my God. Yeah, Paul. Um, Paul O'Neill. Paul O'Neill. Yeah, the guy who used to like talk for. Yeah, yeah he was a great interview. Like, hey, Paul, how you doing? Oh, very good. The next, next 25 minutes, he's still going. Yeah. He's actually dead, but he's still talking. He hasn't finished a couple of interviews. <laughs> and he's been dead for years now. But, uh, yeah, we'll be doing that and uh, all kinds of other stuff. There you go. It's uh, 856 on Rock.